Hello and welcome to the uh, latest episode of the Internet Watch Foundation In Conversation With podcast series. Today I'm very happy to have with me um, our Internet Watch Foundation hotline manager, Tamsin McNally. Um, and she's going to be uh, talking to us today about a, um, a disturbing new trend that the hotline has identified. But before I go into that, if you want to know a bit more about the hotline and how it works, please do visit our website and read Tamsin's excellent blog, A Day in the Life of the Hotline Manager at the Internet Watch Foundation. It's a really interesting and helpful insight into the work that the team does and the um, the daily tasks and responsibilities that are involved in helping to protect um, children um, on the internet. Um, so welcome, Tamsin. Hi, lovely to see you. The issue that we'd like to dis discuss today in the podcast is a, um, a trend that the hotline has been noticing and which our um, Susie Hargreaves, the chief executive of the IWF, has called an astoundingly callous way of profiteering from the abuse, rape and sexual torture of children. Could you explain what this new disturbing trend is and... Um, the analysts in the hotline see a lot of, of disturbing material or what could be deemed, well, what is deemed as very upsetting material um, and content online anyway. So, yeah, how is this different? Sure. Um, yeah, you're you're right when you say the, the team does see very distressing and upsetting content every single day. That's very true. We see the worst of the worst when it comes to child sexual abuse images online. Um, we see images, videos, websites dedicated to hosting and selling this kind of material um, and websites that attempt to disguise this material as well. So the analysts are well trained um, in this arena. However, this new trend is something very different. Um, we're calling them ICAP sites. And it's not something we've seen before. And I've been working here for eight years now, and I've never seen this kind of um, scheme happening before. So I'll try to put it quite simply. Um, users are encouraged to invite other people to a specific website by sending out a special link. And they send this special link online. And the more invitations they send out, and the more people that click on that invite link, the more points they accrue, and this is the awful bit, the more points they accrue to purchase videos of child sexual abuse. So the, the link that's being posted um, by these people doesn't always make it clear that it's images of child sexual abuse on the sites, and they often make it kind of seem more vague by not stating what the link is to, or sometimes they'll pretend that invite is to a pornographic content of adults that's potentially been stolen from users or adult performers and then posted online without their consent as well. But whatever the, um, the advertising around that link, if a member of the public clicks on that link, they'll be taken to a page where on that page there are images and videos of the most awful imagery. So we've seen images on these sites of children as young as three to six years old being abused. Um, and this is often the most severe category. So that would be category A content. And category A content can be images involving sadism, bestiality or penetrative sexual activity 
So if if these links that are being made available, I mean, how do people come across them? How, how are they how are they even seeing them? So these criminals will post these links on many different sites. So um, I know in um, previously in the past, we've seen these links being posted on social media sites, but now it's not just social media sites. So criminals are using a, a scattergun approach to spread their links on social media, chat sites, websites, blogs, and so on and so on. They're just targeting anywhere online that will generate those clicks for them and they're kind of being spread with abandon. And from the reports we receive from members of the public, we're finding that members of public are legitimately stumbling across these links, not knowing what they're what they're clicking on and not knowing what's behind those links. And then they're quite rightly very distressed by the images that they're seeing. So this isn't some kind of dark web underworld activity that's happening. It's happening on websites and areas of the internet that anyone might come across. If you're saying that this issue seems to be be getting worse, is that correct? I would say so, yep. It's a trend that shows no signs of slowing down at all. Every day I come to work, um, my team is seeing new sites that are being reported or the IWF also has the ability to proactively search for these types of sites, which we are doing as well because we know they're so prolific. Um, we've got some numbers stating that from July this year, when we first saw these sites um, start to appear, we had... Um, around 1,050 reports relating to 115 individual URLs, and that was up until August 31st. And out of those 50 were confirming to contain child sexual abuse material. And then in September, by the end of September, we had investigated more than 2,356 reports with 94 URLs containing images of child sexual abuse as well. So it's definitely increasing. Um, it's definitely something I'm seeing every single day and it's showing absolutely no signs of slowing down at the present moment. So it sounds like there's lots of different reports coming from different members of the public, sometimes pointing them to the same websites, which are getting mm -hmm. the, the same, so different links pushing people to these same websites. And then that number of that have actually been confirmed of, of having content is less than the overall report number. So does that mean sometimes when people look, uh, click on these links that they're, they're no longer there? Yep. So it's a couple of reasons. So sometimes um, it will be because by the time that the analysts have got to that report that's been reported, the site they were reporting has already gone down. Um, and that's what we're seeing a lot. So with these these sites, some of them stay live for a fairly long time. Some might only last a couple of days before they go down or get replaced by a new version. Um, at the IWF, we really make sure that welfare is a big part of what we do because these analysts are looking at the most awful images. So we work to kind of set working patterns. So a report might have come in while the analysts were having a very well-deserved break and then gone down by the time that the analysts got back. However, what we can tell is that due to the structure of the URL and some of the comments that some of the members of the public are making, we are pretty certain that, that what they were reporting was indeed these 
ICAP sites, these invite child abuse pyramid sites, absolutely. And we're seeing also that lots of people are reporting the same site to us. So it's not just one person stumbling over a link. It's lots of people stumbling over the same link because we know that these criminals are using this scattergun approach. And so when you say these, um, we've actioned these reports, all these links, so what does that then mean? Um, oh, and does that, that the IWF has done? It means that our analysts have loaded up that site because we're legally able to um, from the office that we work in. We have an MOU in place. So we're able to look at the site and assess it. Is it criminal under UK law? If it is, we create a report for it, um, putting down lots of detail, which I won't go into too much detail here. Um, but then we assess it. Is it category A, B or C with, as I said previously, category A being the most severe content? We find out where that site is being hosted. So a site could be hosted anywhere in the world, could be viewed by people anywhere in the world. Um, if it's um, criminal, then we find out the hosting, we log all the details, and then depending on where it's hosted, we pass it on um, to get that site removed at the end of the day. So we're trying to get it removed as quickly as possible, but in order to get it removed, we might have to work with different um, bodies or law enforcement around the world. So if people come across these links and they report them to the IWF, we can make sure that they these websites get taken down and other people can't come across them as well. So if other people then do find these links and click on them, those websites would then have been taken down. Yeah, the idea is to get these sites taken down or if um, at the very start, whilst we're waiting for that removal to happen, we can put it on our URL list, which stops ordinary members of the public, like yourself, from clicking on the link accidentally. It's there designed to be protecting members of the public and indeed children from, from getting to these links. I know you explained, you touched on this a little bit before, but what is the actual incentive behind getting people to visit these sites? Because presumably if you come across this, uh, you would see it and, oh, you, you would leave sort of straight mm -hmm. away. So, you know, why do criminals want people to be visiting these sites even if they're, they're, they're not interested? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, some people sadly will be interested in this content. And we know that there are a lot of people out there who do want to view these abhorrent images. Um, however, these sites, we're, we're calling them invite child abuse pyramid sites. And that's because they're very similar to pyramid selling schemes. And we chose the name so people kind of understand that these sites are a pyramid scheme, but this scheme is selling images of children being sexually abused and raped. So the people behind them, we're not sure, we can't tell whether they're into it because they're interested in children or they're just pure criminals and what we do know is that they will be making money from posting out these links and from customers um, paying to access further images of the sexual abuse of children or potentially buying videos as well and the amount of uh, links that are put out there, they're increasing their web traffic as well. Um, and the more links that they get, the more customers they get and the more money they're making eventually. So we believe it's 
quite a lot of it is possibly financial for financial gain. Um, but in this instance, they're, they're not going out to people who want to look at these images necessarily. They're going out all over the internet to get as many people to click on the links as possible. So what, what can be done um, besides what the Internet Watch Foundation is, is doing to remove, to assess and remove and, and block the websites? You know, what can be done if, if people come across these images or these links? So first of all, I'd suggest that members of the public remain vigilant about what links they click on. I think that's generally kind of good Internet safety advice anyway. Um, but unfortunately, as we're seeing, members of the public who do stumble across them they can actually report them to us via our website. Um, so if you do stumble across these types of imagery or for that matter, any images of child sexual abuse online, you can report it to our website. All you need to give us is the URL for it. You can also report anonymously as well, because basically we want to get these images down. We're not interested in kind of what you were doing on the internet beforehand. We just want to remove the images of child sexual abuse. So we ask them to report to our website. And on our website, we also have um, some links to some counseling services as well, because we know when you're not prepared, you're not trained to look at these images as we are at the IWF, it's incredibly distressing to stumble across them by accident when you're not expecting to see that kind of thing. So we do have advice um, for people there. But uh, yeah, so they can report to us and then the IWF, the analysts here, we're working really hard to find and remove these sites because each image of this abuse contains a real child and a real victim and our mission here at the IWF is to remove that crime scene photograph so we're not going to stop working until we've taken all these sites down. Thank you uh, Tamsin it's just it's Oh, this is a upsetting enough topic as it is, but uh, it's just always shocking to hear how uh, criminals are adapting and finding new ways and new tactics to commercialize this awful um, experience for children. Um, so thank you very much for uh, speaking to us today and explaining a bit more about um, what we're calling um, invite child abuse pyramid sites that people can uh, stumble across and mm -hmm. um, see this, this awful material um, and um, thank you to the audience for for listening to this today um, if you would like to um, have any comments about the topic or if you if there's any um, topics that you would like us to discuss on this podcast you know please email us at media at iwf.org.uk and um, just to um, support what, what Tamsin was saying if you want to report an image or website that you think contains child sexual abuse material please report it at iwf.org.uk reports to the IWF are anonymous please provide the exact uh, URL or website where child sexual abuse images are located um, but please don't report other harmful content that we are focused on child um, sexual abuse and if you um, focus on that that will help us uh, be able to do our job uh, properly if you do have any concerns um, please do report to the police if you are concerned about a child's welfare um, we are only able to look at the images um, and get them removed from the website Thank you, Tamsin, for your time today. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.